good evening once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time, hump day, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Time for another live episode of The You Show. You. You. Jeff, the Shark Perini. Jewel, Murphy's Law, Tady. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that's the fitting nickname for this evening, for both of us, really. It's been a rough day, folks, but we are here to bring another fantastic episode of The O Show. How we doing, Joel? Yo, yo. Um, all we can do is press on, right? But other than that, I'm excited, so excited for our guest tonight. So we had to be here, right? Absolutely. We have to be here. We have to bring our A-game, because you people deserve it. Uh, we're going to start it. right off. They, they do deserve it. And we're going to get jump right off Jump Street here. We are going to apologize to tonight's guest even before she comes on the air. Uh, because we have uh, audio difficulty tonight and we were unable to download music. So we do not have any music from a musical guest. That's a great, great start. But what we will do is work on it in the very near future. And hopefully by the next episode we'll have the music up and running. We'll play it even after she's on our show. At least we can do yes. it. We do apologize. It's good but, music. And we will promote everywhere you can listen to the music, so at least we'll get a chance to talk to her. Absolutely. It's very good music. And uh, the woman we are speaking of, of course, is our very special guest for this evening, Kiyomi Hawley. Very exciting up-and-coming artist. Brand new EP that came out uh, the end of September. Meet you there. It's all over the place. Spotify and Apple Music and all that great stuff. So make sure you check it out. We'll talk about it later when she comes on the show around 8.30. Yes. Very excited. Very excited. She's like a very uh, very lovely young lady. Very uh, passionate, hardworking. So we're going to give her the Yo Show props like we always do here on our little program. And I just feel, once again, uh, it's just from a different realm in our Yo Show universe because she has a very sweet voice and it's I don't think anything quite like we've heard as of yet on this show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I did listen to some of it as well. I enjoy it. I am multiplying my upsetness by millions and we cannot play it tonight. But, you know, things will happen and we'll uh, get it back on track. Let's give a very special <laughs> thank you real quick to last week's guest the lovely and amazing Morrison. Yep, she was a great interview, some good music. Uh, got to learn a lot. Morrison, a.k.a. Megan Morrison. I did watch the video. I saw some that fire dancing, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, she was awesome. Sure was. That's all our guests are, which is why we're so excited tonight for Miss Kiyomi Holy. Formerly Kiyomi... Um, Kobayashi. I wonder if that's like a common name, because like the like the hot dog eating champ Kobayashi. You always hear that name a lot. I wonder if it's common out there. Not that hmm. how much comes. Along. I don't know. Sounded interesting. I found a lot of things interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here we are with another great episode. We're coming up on Christmas time, ladies and gentlemen. Thirteen days away gives you twelve <laughs> shopping days. I tell you what. I know. I hear no. you. I was at the mall last night, and I got to tell you, Jewel Murphy's Law, Tady. 
Uh, so that's a mall last night, and the mall was a ghost town. Have you hit any malls yet? Have you been out there? Yeah, on the weekends, you know, when everyone else and their mom's shopping. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a during-the-week thing because I walked into blank store to purchase blank thing for <laughs> blank somebody, and I mean, I picked it up, had no problem getting assistance because everybody was standing around, walked right to the register, paid for it, Walked away, went to the next place, got it with no issue. The whole mall was like vacant. You know what I was so upset about? We went to uh, the Montgomery Mall last weekend. And number one, I really don't like that mall because I'm used to living in Philly with Franklin Mills. And it's like an outlet mall and everything's like it has sales and everything. Montgomery Mall has no sales. Everything is like three times the price. But anyway, I mainly went there to get Joey a jacket. But anywho, it was so packed and they closed so early. Like the malls in Philly, they they don't close until like midnight when it's Christmas time. Yeah. This one was closed at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Like, what is that? I cannot get anything done. No, it was Friday night. That was it. It was Friday night. And I was like, all right, well, at least we can hang out at the mall all night, get some stuff done. No, nothing. No. Because we had no time. <sighs> Not the mall okay. we went to last night. The mall we went to last night closed at 10, which, you know, we got Really? It. Yeah, 10 o'clock. So early. But so we, we got out of the mall around 9 because we had to go to Target and Dick's. Um and a quick story about the mall and the reason why malls are suffering. We went to this mall. My buddy was looking for this game for his son. He finds it. He looked at the price and says, you know what? This is ridiculous. The price was 30 bucks. And don't get me wrong. It's not that that price is ridiculous. He said, but I'm telling you. He says, I'm going to go to Target, and I'm going to find us for at least 20 We went to Target. It was on sale for $12.79. No way. For what console? It was a Monopoly. It was a board game. Monopoly board game. Oh, oh, okay. See, usually Target is actually expensive for their board games because they have all the classic ones out now, yeah. and they rebrand them and everything, and they charge an arm and a leg. But that's cool. It was on sale. Yeah, and he he said, see, he said you get the mall and this mom and pop shops and the the ridiculous rent they're forced to pay, and you suffer for buying it there. So he knew better, which was good. But the one good thing, and you know. A hat's off to these gentlemen. I'm not going to name the store because I don't want these guys to <laughs> somehow get in trouble for this. But we went to this one store to purchase a video game. Gets to the register, and the guy says, huh. And he turns to the manager and says, this game here, is this on sale tomorrow? He says, yes, it is. It's going to be $20 cheaper tomorrow. So my buddy wow. says, you know what? I'll come back. Yeah, no, right? It was nice of them to, to do that. They didn't have to do that. No. But they did it. Hey. That's what Christmas is all about. Just that's you know, what Christmas helping people, is helping people. Christmas is about helping people, gift giving, and my yearly doses of Suzanne D'Angelo's chocolate covered pretzels, which she told me she has my batch ready. I am Ooh. so excited. I don't know that's if Susan's awesome. a regular listener, but if she happens to be tuning in tonight, I'm stoked because she makes the best. Chocolate covered pretzel. Dark chocolate, of course. I really have to slow down on <laughs> all Christmas treats. I don't know why. I mean, they have them at my work, and I am just like constantly having a cookie 
or some kind of Christmas tree yeah. in my hand and it is hurting me. <laughs> I need to like cleanse or detox or something. Ugh. We said that we said that last night. I was out with my buddy CJ. We do our annual shopping thing and we get together for drinks. But we had drinks last night. You know, we got done around ten o'clock. We went to Miller's in uh, Langhorn. And uh, we had zingers, because I was in a wing kind of mood. So we had zingers, we had a couple beers. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, come January 2nd or 3rd, where it is, he's like, I gotta do, I gotta go into deep body cleansing, because I've been eating nothing but junk since Thanksgiving. I mean, we're actually our pre Thanksgiving party, he said that night, and then Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, now leading up to Christmas, and office parties, and people bring cookies and treats. He said, I gotta shut down, I am going nuts. I can't with it, I am eating way too much. But, yeah, that's true. From Thanksgiving until New Year's, I just, like, give up on everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, I make my New own Year's stuff Eve. and I want to eat it. It's, like, impossible. Yeah. New Year's Eve, we'll be attending uh, Macaroni's, the D2 Lounge, like we did last year. And they just have a great spread. $50 ticket, and it's open bar from, like, it's like 8 to 12. And then big food buffet, so I'll be getting my fill. So yeah, Fatty's I always going to go there. It's great. It's great there. Check it out. Yeah, let me know. We'll be glad to attend. It's great. It's not. Uh, it's a little pricey, but it's worth it. Mhm. Let's do top. Five list. Now, here's what we did with top five list tonight. We're going to explain ourselves real quickly. As you know, the 17th is going to be our official holiday show, since we're actually going to be off Christmas Eve, which is a Monday. So, the holiday show is when we, what we say what we want for Christmas for ourselves. Tonight's top five is what we would buy each other for Christmas. What the Yo Show gang would buy for each other. And we got a lot of money. Yeah, we got a lot of money, Sam, because we don't have interns or studio help or marketers or PR people or uh, the morning Tech show or nothing people. like that. <laughs> Producer. We have me and Jewel. Producers, yeah. We got me and Jewel, which uh, is great for buying gifts, but not great for downloading music <laughs> <laughs> or getting good sound quality. Yeah. Or, uh, we'll or helping us. Uh, with guests and answering phones, screening, doing research, screening, fact checking. Uh, so, uh, with that in mind, I now have a tie at number five <laughs> because number five would be a crew. No, I'm kidding. Uh, number five, Jewel Tady, newer high life champagne bottle, the one they released for the holiday. Yeah. Oh, my God, I want it so bad. I know, and I love looking at it. It is so awesome. It is a champagne bottle in Miller High Life. It is so cool. Wait, have you seen it? Is it in beer distributors? I have not seen it in beer distributors. I've seen the ads. I want to find it somewhere. Oh. I'm telling you, if I find it, if I find it, I'm I'm grabbing one and stashing one for you. Actually, two. We do our first official live show. We're just going to drink from the champagne of beer bottle. Ooh, ooh. Amazing. Number four, <laughs> number four, something that Jewel needs very badly because I know on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays this becomes an issue. 
I'm going to give her a life-size talking Jeff the Shark doll. Wow. Wow, filled with all... <laughs> You know, all Jeff's little wisecracks, smart-ass remarks, and all that great shit. And there's going to be like a built-in kind of FaceTime thing where Jewel can just call me if she misses me, and I will FaceTime through this lifestyle album. I was so lacking that in my life, and, and you can make it happen. There you go. Thank you. I knew, Thank you. I knew it was something you would want badly. I, of course, am getting out there and getting it for you. That's number four. Number three, hoodies. A nice big supply of hoodies. I know Jewel loves her hoodies. I do love a good hoodie. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get her um, the big four. We're going to get her Flyers hoodie, a Sixers hoodie, another Eagles hoodie, and some Phillies, maybe some Penn State. All kind of good stuff. Hoodies. Do have a lot of Penn State hoodies. Can you some Flyers and Eagles? That'd be good. I I love hoodies. I got one on tonight. Hmm. Number two, Jewel. Now, when it comes to these top two gifts, there was no money that could be an object. We just spent. Oh, yeah, that's how it's done. Mine. Okay. A dynamic evening of a meet and greet with the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would go to the greatest of length. You, Bruce, sitting down, having a dinner, talking, plays a couple tunes. You bring some friends on an intimate setting. Meet and greet. I would die. I would die, and I would have to bring my dad because that would just make his day and his year. (laughs) Yeah. See, like, uh, I listen. I'm one of them guys. Yes, you do. Oh, have you been listening to every episode when I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Pretty much. I listen to the replay, and I'm like, there's that guy again. Bruce, whatever his (laughs) name. (laughs) And number one, Joel. Especially after today, we won't go into detail with our audience, but number one, a brand new car. Fine, you'll take yep. a brand new car. <laughs> what kind of car oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll go shopping for it. Uh, I thought what you were going to say do? a Hummer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll trade off. I'll buy you a Hummer and you can give me a Hummer. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Sounds like a fantastic Christmas without your comment at the end. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I'm just got to But uh, yeah, brand new car. If Hummers were listening, all right. We can do that. Whatever you want. We've got to get you a brand new car. We got Always has since I was like 15, been my, my dream truck. But thank you, Jeff. They, that, those things were very thoughtful. Great list. Thank you. Unfortunately, the Hummer, the little, the little side mark on that is, we're going to get you those um, stick-ons. You know, the advertising stick-ons are going to say the Yo Show on it. You're going to drive like the Yo Show Hummer around. Absolutely. No, that's definitely going Thanks. on my next car, no matter what it is. <laughs> Dynamite. Cool. All right, you want to hear yours? <laughs> Yay, gifts! Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Number five, a gift card to the Humeville Inn. Because I'm yes! I know. You spend, like, all of your money there. So <laughs> I figured I'd save you some. So there you go. Um, number four, maybe concert tickets. Maybe to one of your favorites, you know, Guns N' Roses or the new Queen cover band, if you so prefer. But oh, I want to see that, too. I love getting concert tickets as presents. Um, yeah, I got them last year. I was over the moon, so... 
definitely eat concert tickets. Um, number three, new studio equipment. Yay! All around. <laughs> and that comes into full effect tonight. Um, very apparent that we need some new studio equipment. So there you go. Merry Christmas to you. Um, number two, you know, I was going to say tickets to the Super Bowl, but no, tickets to any sports game. I figured you would like Flyers tickets, Phillies tickets, and of course, Eagles tickets. Maybe not to this next game, but Phillies tickets. Um, and number one, just like a truckload of beer. Maybe different beer. Yeah. Maybe that Sip of Sunshine or Tropicanon or a variety mm-hmm. of different crazy weird flavors that you love. That's Best number one. Christmas <laughs> ever. Seriously. Man, friend, we got to be each other, Hannah. <laughs> Tell me about it. My God. That was like awesome. Like perfect. You really get me. I thought See, that, so. was thing. that was awesome. Let's rehash the 10 greatest gifts in Christmas history because there was not a miss. <laughs> Number five for Jewel Tatey, we're getting the Miller High Life champagne bottle. Number four, of course, the life-size talking Jeff the Shark doll with built-in FaceTime. <laughs> Number three, hoodies. Let's get some more hoodies. Can never have enough hoodies. Woo-hoo. Number two, meet and greet. The meet and greet with the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. Private concert at the end. And number one, brand new car. We'll go Hummer, if that's what you prefer. Absolutely. It's her car. We're going to put that big red bow on the top. We're going to run out to your driveway that you're doing the commercials. Be sweet. Notice they never, <laughs> never, they never slip and fall on the ice in those commercials like you do in real life. I know, right? How's that? Yeah. My gifts from Jewel Tady, I don't even want to repeat them because they're so great and they're not here. And I'm very sad. <laughs> Humeville win gift card. That right there, folks. Clark, that's the gift that keeps giving the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, concert tickets. I love concert tickets. I love concerts. Number three, new studio equipment. So we could play Kiyomi Holly music seven days a week. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> sports tickets. I love sporting events. Tickets are so damn expensive. So I know Jewel went all out. And number one, a big, fat truckload of all kind of beer. Like a big dump truck. It's going to pull up to my front door, blare the horn, turn itself sideways, and beer is just going to come streaming down. Like a beer fountain. Loveliness. Oh, yeah, <laughs> beer fountain. Man, that might have been the best top five ever. That was awesome. Hey, did you see that um, the hot sauce mountain? I mean, fountain. <laughs> no, it did not. Hot sauce. Hot sauce mountain. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of beer again. Mountain of hot beer. Sauce. Hot sauce mountain. Hit me with it. What, what's this all about? Well, you know, like fondue, like cheese or chocolate, what have you. They have one for hot sauce, and they stick their wings in it. It was disgusting. <laughs> wow, that does sound disgusting. So speaking, of, speaking of wings, speaking of wings, I gotta hit you with this story real quick. People, if you're out there and you're those people who love like the hottest of hot stuff and love being tortured, then I will direct you to Humeville Inn because I went there Saturday night. For was supposed to be a quick bite to eat and a beer, and I got there um, 
sweet chili wings. What I was not informed about is they since changed the formula because people were complaining they were too weak and too sweet. So now they are Thai chili wings, and they actually chop little peppers in them and mix it into the sauce. The hottest things ever. I no. had five. Of them. I had five, and tears running down my head, sweat pouring out of my head. <laughs> the wife had no one, way. and she called it a night. She's like, "That's got to go home." I'm like, "Rose, there's a uh. wings. I can't breathe." Yeah, ridiculous. I, I'm, I, can you handle food that hot? No. And you know what? The sad part is I try. Like, there's a really nice Thai restaurant around the corner from me. And I stopped in there and I got some soup. It was like the hottest soup ever. I'm like, oh. I figured is soup wouldn't be, like, too hot. <laughs> is it that soup that's so red it, like, stains the bowl? That soup? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> imagine. I used to work with a um, Ukrainian fella. His name is Ilya, a nice young man. He used to get that soup, and he would eat it, and I'd be like, oh, I can't. And he, even when he would dump it, like, the whole inner bucket was stained red. You couldn't get the red out of it. It's just too hot for my liking. You know, I had an um, audio project back in uh, college, and whoever was the loser of No Shaved November, like the last person to shave, yeah. had to go out. It was um, Jiffy Steak and Lube. Oh, yeah. Jiffy. Um, that's a it's not called quick. Jiffy, is it? Quick. Quick. <laughs> wait, wait, quick. Quick. Okay, right. Not Jiffy Lube. Like the, they're actually voted like the country's best wings. I've never had them. And the hottest. They have one. You have to sign a waiver or you will go blind. Yeah. So they participated in that. I'm familiar with that sauce. One of the bars I used to work at had that sauce. He would get imported from Texas and it came in a bottle. And... When Atomic, I used to make right? it was I forget the name of it, but when I okay. made the wings, I actually had to put glasses on and put gloves on because you couldn't even let it touch your skin, and you sure as hell couldn't breathe it in, and you would burn your eyes out. <laughs> and there was waivers, and you used to put like you would get like a drum, like a drum of the uh, Frank's red, and pour it, and just one drop. I mean, one drop of this stuff made their hot sauce. That's how hot. Oh no. Yeah, ridiculous. That's terrible. Can't do it. You know, um, there's this Netflix show. It's called I'm Sorry. And <laughs> it kind of reminds me of us because they have a comedy show, and it's a guy and a gal, and she makes these um, hot jalapeno popper things. Yeah. But <laughs> she wakes up in the middle of the night, and her hands feel like flames, like they're on fire. <laughs> oh, God. So it's called, like, jalapeno hands or something. It's a real thing. He, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, the owner of the bar told me, he said, honestly, he says, even after you're done making them, even with gloves on, wash your hands. He said, because mm-hmm. if you were to have some on your finger and rub your finger, he said, you would go blind. He said, you would not be able to see. You could not get that out of your eye. And I'm thinking, that pain. What if you wipe, you know, your nether regions? How bad would that burn? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, what. I never thought I'd actually beg for gonorrhea, but I guess I would if I put that stuff on God, I wish I had gonorrhea. It would hurt less. Too far. <laughs> Too far. Always. Our sweet little Jim is coming on. <laughs> I know, Can't right? <laughs> Can't do that. We should change the name of the show to the Too Far Show because <laughs> there's always that point. Uh, let's 
blow through some topics real quick. Unfortunately, like we said, audio problem, no music tonight. We apologize to Kiyomi ahead of time. And she can ream us out. If you're listening in now, Kiyomi, when you come on, you can curse us out. Yeah. We'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia Eagles today announced that Carson Wentz appears to have a back issue that will keep him out of this Sunday's game and may keep him out for the rest of the year. Nick Foles once again takes over. Yeah, are we looking for? Uh, are we expecting more Nick Foles magic? I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point, right? Well, they need a miracle. They would need to win out and have Dallas. Not necessarily Dallas. They could still get past Minnesota for a playoff spot and Carolina, but they would both need to lose like every game. We need to win every game. Uh, there's already sure. rumors going around that they're doing it to protect wins. Uh, they're doing it to spark the Eagles. Remember last year, Wentz went down with three games ago. Foles came in. The rest is history, as it says here on my hoodie. Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Do you think it's a cheap play? I, I'm not buying into it. I'm not crazy about it. No? No. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it feels right. But what I are you going like to do if the guy's hurt? Yeah. I mean, if he is hurt. He's hurt. You don't want to risk Wentz. This will be, um, if he misses the rest of the year, it'll be six games missed in the last two seasons. Which, you know, you start to worry about injury concerns, especially he's on the verge of uh, his next contract. It's expected to be huge. A little concern there. A little bit of a concern. And then they're saying on the radio, what happens if Foles comes in, wins three in a row, you pull off the miracle, get to the playoffs, and he, you know, I don't know if he'll find Super Bowl success, but finds any success at all to get him in the playoffs. Now, people are saying, do you really want to sign Wentz or do you realize that Foles is your, is your magic touch, which I don't buy. Honestly, I don't think Foles is that good a quarterback. Well, got the job done, so so we asked of him, and he, he delivered, yeah. so we will always love Mr. St. Nick. Yeah, he lives in, in Philly Lure forever. You can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Jewel. And this story, as soon as I see this story, makes me mad. I'm going to ask you the question, too, because this makes me mad. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is thinking about ending her popular daytime talk show. Wow. Very successful. Yeah, very successful show. Great guests, great ratings. It's been doing good for a long time. And she is pondering calling it quits. Are you a fan of her show, number one? And number two, does it frustrate you when people get famous and have successful shows that they just pick up and walk away? I mean, her show is its funny. It's cute. Um, it's become, like, the favorite of so many people. And, you know, her Christmas specials and everything is a huge draw. Every celebrity goes on there and acts silly or whatever. Um, so I do like it. I think Ellen's hilarious. And I don't like her other shows that she tries to put out. So I don't know what she's trying to do unless she can go into movies. But even then, I think her show is where she could be most herself. And that's why we love her. So I don't know. I wouldn't leave. Like, she's the next Oprah. So why don't you just ride it out until you get, like, your own network? Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm always – I always start – Every time I think of Ellen, I think of a lesbian but hot wife. So God bless her there. She's got a hot wife. <laughs> yeah. That's Portia Barossi. <sighs> yeah, baby. But, uh, um, yeah, like, I get disappointed because, like, I would give anything to have 
a TV talk show. Anything. And, like, mm-hmm. why would I ever take this off the air? I'm great. If I get that far, I'm great. You'll want to see me. Hmm. Maybe she has some internal things happening. I know they were trying to have a kid, maybe, and people kept, like, badgering them about it. I don't know. Maybe she's just sick of it. Maybe she should give us the show. That would be great. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, I would have to dumb down my act by about 75%. I would love to have all those Christmas presents. Oh, man. They give away some awesome presents. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, couldn't say Hummer or Lesbian with Hot Wife. Yeah, I'd I'd suck on TV. You know what she does, too? She scares everyone, though, and I think that's hilarious. Like, especially people in scary movies or shows, she scares them, and that's always hilarious and the watching people get scared. Like, the scary so snowman, did you see him? The scary no. snowman strikes again? Okay. Not a show. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. <laughs> I uh, just like the piece to talk about, but uh, not a fan of the show. A uh, few minutes, we are expecting... Kiyomi Holly, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Now to her, uh, she probably listened to the first half hour and said, "You know what? I don't think I'll call in. <laughs> I don't want to talk to that guy." <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you, Kiyomi. <laughs> <laughs> A little afraid of what he's going to ask me. Kidding. Yeah, once the guests, we're harmless. <laughs> exactly. Once the guests come on, I put on a whole new persona. But I'm still me. It's not like a fake persona. It's just the other side of Jeff. We're polished a little bit. <laughs> I didn't Some mean bit. to rub your head. Nice. <laughs> it was good though. Oh, it was funny. I saw an ad for uh, I saw an ad for that Cobra Kai, you know, the Karate Kid uh, Netflix series. Yeah. And um, it was funny because there's a piece about uh, well, let's stop that piece and let's get on to the real deal. No more rambling for me. It is time to ramble and talk to. Our very special guest, the lovely Kiyomi Holly. Kiyomi, welcome to the O Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. It's actually very clear. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> so we had to come out uh, from the get-go. We mentioned it to our listeners. We had to mention it to you. We did have audio trouble tonight with our sound system, so we were unable to play songs, but we are going to get it working, and in the future we're going to play music for our fans to listen to viewers. But tonight we'll do uh, some interview. We'll talk about your new album, etc. So if you're ready to go, we're ready. I'm ready. Excellent. Um, first of all, the... the uh, the new album is already out, the EP. Uh, it's called Meet yeah. You There. It came out September 28th. Um, tell us a little something about this EP and uh, is there a meaning behind the name? And uh, give us some of the thought process behind the, uh, the EP. Okay, well, uh, Meet You There is a title track, and it's about um, wanting to be accepted for who I am. Um, and that's what that song's about. And then there's another song about... I, I don't know if you remember the Sandy Hook school shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, with the children. Oh, my goodness. It was that was horrible. Um, so I wrote Little Angel about that. Um, and then, you know, some other songs about being, you know, your best, trying to be your best self because that can kind of be scary sometimes to be your best self. Sure. 
Um, so, and you had quite an extensive road to self self discovery, I would say. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Self discovery. Uh, okay. Well, honestly speaking, um, I was born and raised in a cult, and that kind of you know the nature of a cult is kind of you, you don't have a sense of individuality. Um, and if you do, then you're kind of ostracized, you know, or looked down upon. Um, and so that's what Meet You There was about. Um, just please accept me for who I am. Um, and I did I did end up leaving the cult in, I don't remember exactly. I'm so bad with dates. But I, I, left, the, <laughs> I left the cult, and it was really difficult. It was, it was hard either way, you know, because you're ostracized within it if you don't follow it. But then... I was also ostracized a little bit in, in school because I was the weird cult girl, you know. So um, anyway, just basically the point is just I had to follow my own heart, and that's yeah. what led to where I am today now. Uh, that's great. I'm sorry you had to go through that. No. Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> now, we saw that, um, you know, from, from an early age, from, from birth, really, you were um, – Pretty much born into a musically gifted family. Were you into music right away as a kid? Is, was that one of your big things as a child growing up, getting right into music? Yeah, it's just something, you know, when you just know something. I mean, I always knew that I had to do music just from I, ever since I could remember. So, did you, were you never, uh, like classically trained or anything? We see that um, you dabble in some piano. Are you. Yeah, um, I actually my my mother went to one of the top conservatories in in mu- for music in Japan. She was a, I think she was a vocal major and a piano minor. And then it's a coincidence, but my father's mother, my paternal grandmother, also went to the same conservatory for music for a piano. Wow! So I have that in yes, isn't that, that's so strange? It's like complete coincidence, but yeah. Um, yeah so I have that classical background. I mean, I personally didn't pursue classical piano, but I did study classical voice in college. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, we also saw, we talk about you know, growing up in a cult, talk about your restrictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, around the age 12, you took it upon yourself to start a journal and start writing yeah. things and, and getting your life story down on paper. Did that help you in music writing? And, and is that pretty much what made you decide that you could tell your life story through music? Uh, yeah, I always felt, well, like, honestly, I, I've always been a very, like, shy, introverted. I was I was a shy, introverted child, so my journal was kind of my friend. <laughs> and I, <Okay. laughs> so I kind I of like wrote. <laughs> it sounds kind of sad, but anyway. Um, I used to write, but you know what? You know what journaling is really good for? It's like if you're having like a problem and you just write about it, you you always find an answer. So I used to try to, you know, if I had if I was going through something difficult or if I had a question or something about my, you know, that had something to do with my life and I didn't know what to do, I I'd, I'd, I'd always find my way by writing. Um, and of course, if I was going to write music, I was going to write. They always say write what you know. So. I just wrote about my life. So that helps a lot in my songwriting. <laughs> That's awesome. I always kept a journal as a young girl. Oh, I mean, I never made magic with it like you, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know if my magic. It, it does help. <laughs> oh, it is. Your music's so great. Um, I oh, and I want to congratulate you. you. Oh yeah, 
Um, New York's Entertainer of the Week by Upfront oh. Magazine. Congratulations. How, how did Thank that feel you. when you got that news? Oh, just sometimes, you know, I, I'm really hard on myself, but I've gotten better at, I used to, you know, if something good happened to me, I used to like hide and be like, oh my God, I'm such a fraud. But now <laughs> I think I've gotten better. <laughs> I think I've got, gotten better at accepting it and be like, oh, well, maybe it's true, you know, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, you should be proud because the music is great. And yeah, we were sad not to hear it tonight, but we will definitely play it, air it for everyone to hear. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because we we definitely have listened to it, and then, you know, not getting it is sad, but it's it's excellent. We will uh, tell people where to find it later and rename uh, the album and everything so people can find it because our listeners are going to love it. Um, So you you came out with your first album around 2011, then you took a break roughly about seven years uh, before Mm -hmm. coming out with this new EP. Why the break, and and did it help you find a, a deeper side of you? Yeah, the the break happened because, you know, it's hard to pursue pursue music. Um, You have to have a very thick skin. Um, You know, if you put yourself out there, there's always going to be people that, you know, put you down. And you just have to kind of learn to brush it off. And I just let sometimes, you know, at that point, I let the voices get to me. And I just decided to stop. Um, also, it's really hard to win in that, you know, just financially as a musician, it's, you know, you put so much money into it, and there's not really much coming back to you. Um, yeah. So that was just, you know, that was a little hard, too. And so that's why I took the break. But I realized, you know, my life was not as good without music in it. And I'm a lot happier now that I went, you know, came back to it. Sure. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I also read that, that music pretty much is your go-to. It puts you in your best place. So did you kind of feel you're out of, out of sorts without music? Oh, yeah. I just I, I didn't feel as confident. I didn't feel – I definitely wasn't my, my true best self. Um, and it was I was just sad <laughs> without it. Um, oh, <laughs> So um, we see on your social media, you do you participate in a lot of like self care activities. I'm sure music is very therapeutic for you. Um, what else do you like to enjoy, and, and what what do you do to just where do you go to write, and then I guess where do you go to like really just let it all go and relax? Uh, well, I'm a big, um, I'm a huge reader. I just love reading. I'm I've been that way since I can ever since I can remember as well. Um, I, I guess that that's a good thing, though, because I think if you're a writer, then you should be a reader, too, or it, it really helps you to be a reader. Yeah, um, sure. And I didn't know I would write songs because I didn't start till college, I think, writing songs, but my reading really helped my writing. So that's what I do. I read a lot. I also love my nephews, like, well, maybe a little too much, but that's my... <laughs> I love hanging out with them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, I've seen the, I've seen the pictures. They are very very cute. So I, I can imagine where that really is <laughs> helping you relax mm-hmm. and definitely having fun with it. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you uh, like you said you were trained in some uh, classical voice and you've had musical training, but you're more somebody who gets influenced from what you're hearing and just by by your ear. Uh, who are some of your influences right now? What kind of artists do you like and who influences you in your music? 
Well, most recently, I, I'm just like, I love Lana Del Rey. Oh, oh. Uh, that, <laughs> you hit <laughs> Julia. What was that? She, she's my absolute, absolute favorite. <laughs> oh, really? You're kidding? No, okay. I, love I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just think you've done your job as a musician. I think she's she's a songwriter too. As a musician, singer, slash songwriter, mm-hmm. I think you've done your job if you you you're able to listen to a song and it's just like oh my, it just like touches you so deeply and you're just like. And you just listen to it, and you're like, something about it, like, I love the song, Lo- oh, it's called Love. I love the song Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something about it is just, it just kind of takes you back in time to what the lyrics are describing, and it just, like, hits you. And the production on her, I don't know who her producer is, I should probably look that up, but the production of that album is just really amazing. So, yeah. She has some and I like, insane yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I just love how she's so not typical. Like her voice is not considered, or to to me, because I've been tra- you know I've been training a lot. Um, it's not a voice that you would consider. Wow, that's the best voice I've ever heard in technique as as far as technique goes. But it's just so it just so conveys so much. Right, so and, and she's she's not the best singer, but you know she's mm-hmm. an excellent songwriter. And you know yeah. when you have great lyrics and they're put to like these phenomenal backing tracks and it, it just makes the music come alive and she's very virtual and I was going to compare your music um it reminded me of her so I, I oh, was going to say kidding. that but but no yeah I'm big big fan and I'm a big fan of yours so that's awesome <laughs> um I also like I I, I like the Dell's first album I think it was it called 19 Mm-hmm. I really liked when she first came out, and I thought I think that's the first time I saw her was at some like I wasn't at the Grammys, but I, I I saw her on TV at the Grammys and she sang, and I was like, who is that? <laughs> and I just really liked her first album a lot. And awesome. who else do I like? I like Lord. I think her sound is yes. really unique, right? And yeah. Sarah Bareilles. Yeah came out, I don't know when Sarah Burroughs came out, but she's been pretty popular, you know, even up until now. And I just like her as well. She's so, great, too. I I, yeah. I love a lot of her songs, especially her covers. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was going to compare one of your songs to, did you ever hear it? Imogen? Imogen? I can't even say their name. Imogen? <gasps> Imogen he, he, I don't know how to say your name either, but yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the reason why, yes, people always compare me to her. I think it's because I use in, in one of my tracks, the first track actually, it's called Miss You Love You. Um, I used, or my producer used a, I don't know, plug-in, or is that what, how you call them? It's called um, vocoder. And it, mm-hmm. you put my voice through that plug-in, then it automatically makes it harmonize. And that's what she did, too. And so, that's so cool. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, very cool sounding, but, yeah, uh, just similarities, but, you know, and, and but you're your own unique artist, and I'm just so excited for the new EP to just be heard by our audience and, and to listen to what else you have to offer. So, yeah, great, great job on the EP, and we're big fans here. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, another feature, because I know that you mentioned how much of a thrill it is, and you got the uh, New York Entertainment of the Week. You're also featured in Girl Guitar Magazine. Tell us a little something about that. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, do, am I okay to be in there if I don't play the guitar? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't play the guitar, okay. but <laughs> that was a huge honor because I've, I've heard of the magazine, and I was like, really? You want me in there? Um, that was a, a huge honor. I was very excited about that one especially. So <laughs> That's awesome. So, so how does that come about? They basically... They contact your PR, they contact you, and, and what is that feeling like to get that news? Like, describe what goes on inside you when you get news that you're going to be a feature. I It's, it's very exciting, and of course, again, you know, I kind of go through the, you really want me? <laughs> but then, you know, when, <laughs> <Yeah>. they, <laughs> when they ask the questions, and I'm, you know, I just, I, I'll just, I'll answer from my heart. All the answer, all the questions they want to know, and it's just a huge honor. And I'm really always grateful when people like, you know, like my music, and if if they want to, you know, show it to their follow following, I'm always very grateful. So yeah, I'm so that's great. That's what we, we love here. We love music. We love having artists on. Just for that reason, there's so much out there, and. Our guests mm-hmm. are always hardworking, and we want our fans to, to hear it. But it's funny you said it because we're the same way. Like, we have this show, and mm-hmm. we have public relations people say that, oh, we want to get our artists on your show. And we're like, on our show? You want us? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah, we haven't missed, and you're just another one of the uh, lovely ones, so we thank you. Aw. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to know uh, your your favorite song from the EP and and why. Uh, well, I think it's "Meet You There" because you know I I named the, the album "Meet You There" because it's I it, it just means the probably one of the hardest parts of my life was deciding to you know follow who I was and follow my heart and to leave the church or I call it we call it the church it, it's the cult and it was right. a it was one of the hardest because I, I don't want to say it was all negative because you know you're ra- born and raised into this community and you have all these lifelong friends that you've been through so much with and for me to say um, I, I was going to leave it meant that there was a possibility that I'd lose all my friends and all my family um, so that was a huge decision and but it ultimately I wanted people to love me for who I was so that was a very important song, and that's what the song is about. Okay, um, and I hope I hope um, your your family is all well and and good too, and no one's still stuck in that if that's the case. But um, yeah, that has to uh, be so difficult. Yeah, uh, no, um, I think they had a hard time with it in the beginning. My parents, especially, not my siblings, because they're more you know they're they're my age. You know, my parents are the ones who joined the cult and. We were just born into it, so we didn't okay. choose to be in it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, they have accepted me definitely, and they're still in my life for sure. I have a very, you know, close knit, tight knit family. So that's great. I think in that's the wonderful. end, yeah. I think in the end, oh, there's always more. In the end, there's more, ad, you know, admiration from people. If you just stand up for what you want and what you need, in the end, it'll always work out. For sure. Great. Yeah, it, it, you know, it will definitely um, 
it's a definitely enhanced music because you know you have that breaking free mentality and it makes you want to work hard and that's what it's all about you know it's very <laughs> rare to hear somebody say you know hey i started right at the top and i stayed at the top mm-hmm. so you start your way you build your mm-hmm. your brand your name your drive and then you get to the top like you're certainly on your way there now because everything is excellent um your name if i get it correctly means pure beauty is that correct yes uh-huh excellent and um so is it I mean, is it kind of like a spiritual name for you? Like it has deep meaning? Or are you just kind of like, you know, I am pure beauty. I just want to be happy and live and enjoy life. What is your uh, what is your take on pure beauty? Well, the funny thing is, this is a weird story, but like in, in, in the cult that I was raised in, it was considered a huge honor if the cult leader named you. And I always felt less than because my brother wow. and my sister... My, my brother and sister were named by the cult leader, but I wasn't. <laughs> so oh. I was like, wait, oh. I'm, I'm the, you know, so my, my dad named me. But now, I'm, you know, now that I'm, at, you know, at the point where I am right now, I'm like, yes, I'm so glad. Because he used to name people some, some weird, oh, my goodness, I can't even <laughs> tell you some of these names. Like, I, I don't want to say them out loud because I know these people, so I'm not going to say anyone's weird, strange names out loud. <laughs> like, gotcha. Anyway, wait, <laughs> I mean, you're raised. You're raised thinking it's such an honor. Um, anyway, so I'm. I'm really happy. My dad named, or I think my, either my dad, maybe my mom had some in, input. But anyway, yeah, I'm really happy with my name now. <laughs> when oh. before it was like, oh, how come I got named by my dad and my sister got named by the founder of the church? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing you're not named after a. I don't know, a deli meat or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm sure there's someone named after deli meat. <laughs> oh, Whew, you lucked out. Uh, I, I was going to ask, like, being an introverted personality, because I, I'm the same way. I don't even know why yeah. I'm on a radio show. But, uh, like, do you do you feel comfortable in the studio when, when you're just uh, maybe locked away in writing? And how are you on stage? Do you do you get stage fright still? Uh, no, it's, it's it's really strange because um, when I'm with new people, like just just socializing or hanging out, I can I can be very shy. But when I get on stage, it's like I, I just think it feels less intimate for me. Like I just I mean I did a show when was it in October, and I just got up there and I was just like talking about everything you know like personal things because when you write songs you're just basically reading your diary out to the crowd you know <laughs> so I was yeah, <laughs> I was up there and I was, I was surprised I just, I just feel more comfortable um on stage I think than one-on-one do you think it's like an older ego like a Sasha Fierce when you're on stage uh, <laughs> I don't maybe or it, I think it's maybe it's probably the music because yeah. when I sing, it's just like I, I can't help but just to give every. It's just when I sing, that's me. That's my heart, and I'm just putting it out there. And so it's, maybe that's that's what it is. That's amazing. You know, there's um, <laughs> there's a pretty popular singer, Cat Power, and she oh, yeah. she gets so worked up before she goes on stage. She has to perform starting off. Um, not facing the crowd, like facing, facing oh. the curtain. So I just didn't know because, you know, you never know with different personalities and everything, but that, mm-hmm. that's great that 
can turn it on and, and be comfortable in front of, you know, an audience. Um, mm-hmm. who, who would your dream, like, collab be if you had to work with anyone living or dead? Uh, well, strangely, I I, <laughs> I always thought it would be really cool to be, like, because my music is more melodic and kind of more pretty, not, like, rhythmic or whatever. I always thought it would be so cool if I could, like, collaborate with someone who is complete opposite from me. Ooh. So, like, I always wanted to be part of, like, a rap where I do Ooh. the pretty, like, melodic nice. line and then there's a cool beat going on, you know, because I can't pull that off on my own. I'm definitely, I can't, definitely can't do that. So <laughs> You <laughs> could sing. Like... You could sing and then take a rap and then have exactly. a trap beat in the back. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> that'd be I always, great. I always thought that'd be cool. Very cool. We noticed that, or I noticed from checking through uh, social media, your husband seems to be extremely supportive of your music, uh, always praising you, giving you tons of accolades. Uh, is he have any uh, music background at all, or is he just a, just another big fan? Uh, he, well, he's a DJ, but he doesn't have music like musical background. Uh, he, he did he did DJ in his earlier when he was like younger, oh. so. <laughs> Oh. There's a there's a start of your rap. He could DJ it and maybe do a little mix in and you can rap and oh. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rapping. <laughs> I will never rap. <laughs> I hear you. I, I'm... <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So um you got the EP out. Uh you got a video for it um as well. Uh so what's next? A uh, little break? Are you gonna get right back into it? Where where do you see yourself coming up in two thousand nineteen? Well, I do have a, another song. I wanted to re- release a, a new song. I, I spin it. I, I, I'm like I don't know, eighty percent done with it. But it's, it's about, <laughs> it's about the arranged marriage. Because in the cult, we had to, we had to have arranged marriages, and that's what ultimately made me leave. So I'm like, you can't just tell me who to marry. And, you know, I met the guy, and it was like I'm never. When I met him, I was like, I'm never gonna experience love in my entire life because you know you, you yeah. can just you know so that's what this song is about and i thought it'd be cool to release that hopefully in 2019 very cool you have to let us know yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> okay. i haven't no i should be tracked um that arranged matters thing did you ever just want to do you ever think in the back of my mind to come out and say are you kidding me that's who you pick for me i'm better than that like did you ever just want to say that Oh my! No, oh my God! There's so many crazy stories about how your match is chosen for you. Is oh, if you even knew half of the stuff. Oh my God! Oh. Like, I don't even. I, anyway, I was matched with someone who couldn't speak English, and I'm like, but I'm a songwriter. I'm a musician. I like. I. I. I that's my thing. I communicate. Like, how am I supposed to? How are we supposed to communicate if you don't speak my language? You know. Oh well, so. I can't imagine. That's crazy. I feel I couldn't be part of that. That would feel bad for the poor female that would be stuck back with me. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. <poor> girl. <laughs> uh, I feel bad so for all awful. the jokes she had to listen to. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, it, it's we're always very kind during the guest segment, Kiyomi, but after you leave mm-hmm. us, it's going to get ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we would um, we would definitely love to have you back when the, when the new album comes out, or even in the new year, like I said, just to get more of your music on the air and talk some more, because you have been an absolutely lovely guest, and we're very happy to have you. Uh, I'm going to give everybody some social media spots where to find you. Of course, the website 
is KiyomiMusic.com. And Kiyomi is spelled K-I-Y-O-M-I, KiyomiMusic.com. You can also find her by the same name on YouTube. You can check out her music and her videos, Facebook.com, Kiyomi Music, and on Twitter, Kiyomi Music. Uh, the <laughs> new EP, which was out September 28th, Meet You There. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music. That's where I loaded it from, Apple Music, so I now have it in my library. Um, Kiyomi, before you go, um, any big plans for the upcoming holiday? What do you do on a holiday? Um, I don't I don't know. I don't really have big plans. I just want to, I, honestly, I just want to relax because I've been on the go for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do nothing. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that, I tell you what, get that gift wrapped in a giant box and swim in that and enjoy it because you deserve it. And I, we love the musicians in here. We're always marveled at them, how hard they work, how great their answers are, how direct. And you know the answers because it's true. Like I said, we ask True questions, we get the true answers, and you were just amazing. Um, Kimmy Holly, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great, great time. We've had a blast. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday. Have a great holiday. Talk to you really soon. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Wow, she was lovely. That was great. I, I had such a great time. Um, got a very infectious life. She just has, like, the cutest, like, disposition. You look at her pictures. Like, that, that guitar magazine thing. I'm like, hey, you're featuring Girl Guitar Magazine. Because she was just, like, on social media, like, wow. Like, they wanted me. This is great. And she's great. Yeah, and we're lucky to have, like, well, she wanted us. How great are we? <laughs> exactly. And, like, and that's what I said during the show because she's like, oh, well, they wanted me. That's how I feel. Like, hey, they, they want to come here on, on our show. Right. And, you know, I'm going to probably beat myself all night, beat myself up all night, not get a lot of sleep for the fact we had that little musical setback. But we'll get it. And like I said, we're going to play it our next episode if we have it and share it. And I want everybody else to check it out again. It is Meet You There. It's Kiyomi. Holly, K-I-Y-O-M-I, Kiyomi Holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y. Kiyomi Holly, our very special guest tonight on The Air Show. We we're glad to have her. Yeah, and follow her on Instagram at, hang on one second. Um, <laughs> hang on one second. Uh, I'm Kiyomi Music and Facebook and Twitter and all the other good stuff. Yeah, it's all pretty much Kiyomi music. It's very easy to find, and uh, everything is similar. So check her out. Definitely worth it. Like I said, Apple Music is where I found the music. I listened to it today. I got it loaded. Spotify, all them great spots that you go to find. New music, definitely worthwhile. Like I said, because Jewel will tell you, if you're a fan of the Lana Del Rey's and you know these uh, up-and-coming female singers with a unique voice and kind of a, a storytelling kind of sound, it's for you. Highly recommend it. Excellent songwriters is really what it's all about. And she's an excellent songwriter, just like my fave. And, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. She was a fan. We bonded over that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Like, your eyeballs, like, blew out of your head when you heard that, too. Because no one says that. Well, one person. It was um, Kendra Erica. She was a Lana yeah. fan, too. Yeah. But few and far between. Not a lot of people are down with the LDR. I wonder why. Hmm. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, 
real quickly because uh, we're going a little short this evening on the program. Uh, a couple of program reminders. Upcoming guest next Monday, December the 17th, we are going to be joined by another lovely singer, the uh, very beautiful singer-songwriter Kendra Black. Mm-hmm. We're going to show on the 17th. And then 26th, the owner-creator of Cantor Guitars, musician in his own right, Mr. Robert Cantor, will be on the program. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, and upcoming for this, uh, January, we do have uh, some names. We're planning out some dates. So we're going to pack that schedule and put ourselves right up in your face. Jewel Tatey, real quickly, uh, a, a beautiful yet sad story has come to an end. The woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate said that the marriage is ending. I'm very sad to hear this. Amanda Tag, Amanda Tag and her Haitian pirate husband, Jack, who has been dead, obviously, for 300 years, are ending their soulmate marriage as Amanda claims it's time to move on. How heartbreaking, Jewel. I mean, I wanted to talk about this because I saw this... Uh, oh, it's on Netflix, and it's called... Uh, That's it's called Haunting Story. No, and this girl was in a relationship with uh, she had a tombstone in her room, and she held this like year long relationship with this like you know guy who's been deceased for like uh, almost a hundred years, and they had a, like an intimate relationship, and it actually sorry, interfered what? with her. Ma- <laughs> yes, and it interfered with her marriage. So apparently, this happens not just to this lady who married a pirate, but also to other people. So, hey, I mean, what do they even call that? So she has an intimate relationship with a tombstone. I guess, gentlemen, that gives uh, new meaning to the wife breaking your stones. Am I right? (laughs) Funny, but no, it wasn't (laughs) the tombstone she had a relationship with. It was the spirit connected to the tombstone. Did you get get that? I got it. he started messing with her new husband because he was jealous of him. So they were having like threesomes and stuff like that? That's wild. No, he didn't want him involved. He just wanted the girl to himself. Very that crazy. is strange. But it's creative. It's different. I mean, did now, you see that lady, though? She looked like Jack Sparrow. She had a Jack Sparrow skull. Yes, he did. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, people really go all out to be crazy. Mm-mm. Jack Sparrow is like one of those characters that will never be unpopular. It's funny because I was going to kind of lay that in here because um, we just got the green light that we have another 20-some minutes here where we thought we were cutting these short, so we got a little time. Uh, Jack Sparrow is definitely one of those characters. Um, cool. Badass, kind of, if you will. Even if he's not like a tough guy, but still like badass. Um, think of some characters. Give, give me one or two that uh, the character will never die and always be like one of your favorites. Give me a couple of those if, if you have any. <laughs> I swore you were going to say, what characters did you have a crush on? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, hey, let's face it. That's kind of involved because a lot of ladies like Jack Sparrow because, of course, it's Johnny Depp and he's attractive and he's got that. But he's like a full down drunk. That's not hot. Excuse me. Pearl and shit. (laughs) Ask my wife about how hot fall down drunks. (laughs) (laughs) Fall down drunks. 
you know who would be character-wise. I mean, just character-literally speaking. Um, Superman. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Any particular Superman? Oh, yeah, you like the, the newer... Um, the new one. Henry Cavill. Henry is... Cavill. Cavill, we still have that. Ca- description how to say it. Cavill? <laughs> Cavill? Anvil? Cavill? Jim the Anvil. I to pronounce that. One day. See, for me, um, Han Solo will always be... I love you have Han a crush Solo. on Han Solo? No, I'm not a crush. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I do. Maybe I got a little man crush and a little Han Solo, but <laughs> I always loved the Han Solo character. He was, he was brash. He was a dick. But he was amazing what he did. He was great being a pilot. But it was kind of like a, yeah, but, like, not a lot went into it. Like, he didn't train. He just kind of fell in the luck. And yeah. he was cool. And as a kid, it was always, and it was good. Because growing up as kids, we used to have tons of Star Wars stuff. My parents always got us all that Star Wars stuff. And uh, my brother always wanted to be Luke. And I always got to be Han Solo. It was awesome. That's cool. You know what? Um, female speaking, um, that would be me. Uh, I love, I love Michonne from The Walking Dead. I think she is just the most badass chick. Like no one messes with me. Like she would mess anyone up, and I would like to be like Michonne. And she doesn't take any crap. So, and she is a survivor. So she's a survivor. She got um female characters. I mean, every guy. Just about every guy. There's, you know, you can't please them all, but pretty much every guy that watched this sitcom fell in love. Everybody wanted to be Rachel's boyfriend. Oh, friends. Everybody loved Rachel. Really? Because I like Ross. (laughs) Oh, God. Ross was was the best. (laughs) He's like a whiny crybaby. And the fact that he got Rachel aggravated the hell out of me. No, no. I mean, I just had this fight with Mike. I I love Ross. He was oh my now God. granted he had some mental issues or something going yeah. on, but, but uh, no, he just I don't know. Growing up, I was like, yeah, and I always rooted for Ross, Ross and Rachel, obviously. But you know what I was thinking? Jennifer Aniston mm. has some amazing parts and and boyfriends in yeah, her life yes, she like she's does. seriously hooked she up does some, with she does have some amazing parts no like she's hooked up with like some of the hottest people in hollywood though brad pitt yeah, number I, one i mean come on john that was like Mayer. the main john Mayer, uh he's the seed that has been everywhere but justin thoreau um she went marky mark she's with um I just saw her in a movie with Ben Affleck. She was with uh, a bunch of them. Jason Bateman can go. No, I don't like Jason Bateman. He's funny. Yeah, but he's funny. Though. He's not. He creeps me out. I think he's funny. He's been around a long time. I remember him in shows as like a teenage kid. He was always funny. I liked him. Um, yeah. We I did hear some Jennifer Aniston news today. Uh, apparently, Jennifer Aniston watches TV naked. Ah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I would just walk around naked all day long. All day long. That's I want to be her TV buddy. I would move to France. That was Jennifer Aniston. Like, ha ha, everyone. Look at me. Yes. But you know what? TV with... she, she had work done. Even though she won't no, admit she... it. Yeah. No, 
Yeah, no. It's like she's not I mean, an all-natural beauty like everyone joke mm. to be. But anyhow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get that all-natural beauty, you've got to be a little more like Kate Beckinsale and put semen on your face. Yeah. She's pretty, too. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, <she's... laughs> because she uses semen on her face. Um, yeah, probably. I, I wanted to rant. It's a good thing we didn't have a show Monday because it might have been our last because I would have spewed venom. It probably would have had me shut down even from our free-speaking independent network. I don't know what exactly Jill's doing over there. <laughs> okay. Watching my dog. <laughs> Jill, the Sunday game, we talk about sports a little bit, the Sunday game with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I mean the first play of the game. The fumbled kickoff that they called at first, they called not a fumble. Then they came back and corrected it. It was a fumble, but they couldn't determine who recovered the ball. So Dallas keeps the ball. When clearly four Eagles were around it, no cowboy in sight. Bruce A. Hill had the ball in his hand, showing everybody he recovered it. And they called it a non-fumble recovery, which really was a bad set-off for the game. To me, the NFL officiating has become pathetic. It is garbage. They brought in a replay system to fix this garbage. And the guys in the replay booth still can't get it right either. No, they don't want to get it right. There was a mountain of Eagle players. A mountain like this. Like a a triangle. Full on triangle. They made a pyramid. And there was a a cowboy like all the way over here. And still, it was their ball. Amazing. Amazing. And then what was the other one? You know that play where, um, who ran it in? The new kid, 88? Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. I mean, was that not a touchdown? Unbelievable. It, that whole game was, was great. So many levels. They, they never gave him the touchdown, even though he clearly went in by about a solid four yards. They called him for pass interference, and basically all he did was, within the five yards, as the rule says, kind of pushed, uh, or they called a swim move in football, kind of swim move past his defender. He got hit twice in the helmet on the same play. No helmet-to-helmet contact call. One helmet play, blew they, off. <laughs> Yeah, it's helping Paul. They blew four calls on one play. Now, and I'm, I'm not being closed-minded because I'm an Eagles fan. I see it in these games. I see it Monday night. There was garbage Monday night that just befuddles you. My question in all this is, are you starting to think that the legalization of gambling is affecting the outcome of these games? There's always something shady in these big organizations. There can't not be. So, it, it's just bound to happen. It just sucks that we're always at the end of the totem pole, the bottom, the end, the food chain, the smallest um, part. I, I, <laughs> I mean, maybe like, you know, we won it last year. Maybe it's like one big act. Hey, they won it last year. We weren't Don't crazy about that. how they Yeah, we weren't crazy about how they acted. Jason Kelsey was cursing, and uh, they were F-bombing, and they weren't classy about it. Maybe they think, hey, now it's time to blackball them. I mean, you don't want to say it. I watch sports to death, but it's getting ridiculous. All of a sudden, gambling is legalized. These referees don't make that kind of money. They don't make millions where they can say, well, hey, it don't make a difference to me who wins or loses. I'm going to call it straight. There's money involved, big money. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you see when they lined up to do a skit and then the cowboy got mad? Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that? Yeah. Well, you know what, though, also, 
I'm tired of the skits. If your team is losing and you're having a bad year like this team is, don't let me know at practice you're practicing touchdown dances. That was one thing Joe Paterno always taught his players, like not to be show-offs. And I'm yeah. fully for that policy. That's why he didn't have names on the back of the jerseys either. Like, I believe in that because, dude, that's your job. Like, you're getting paid for it. Like, if you want to celebrate with your team, like, after the fact, after you won, after you won the Super Bowl, that's fine. But, I mean, during every single play, you're going to, like, do a dance or something. I mean, it gets a little out of hand at times. And they do. They do it, like, after every tackle anymore. Like, guy, I saw the other night, like, a, a guy makes, like, a nine-yard run. This kid tackles him and throws his arms out and shakes his head. All right, it's second down and one. The guy just ran nine yards on you, and you're dancing and hooting and like you did something great. When it something reminds great, me of um something new. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just totally cut you off. Did you ever see Love and Basketball? No. no. All right, so she makes like this super duper free throw, like three pointer. And she goes like this, and her hands up like this. And while she's doing that, while she's like posing like this, the uh-huh. other team gets the ball and then goes in for a layup on her court. So the coach makes her stand like that, like the entire game. I love it. I, I do. I, I love it. That's the way it should be. That's what sh- kids, especially in sports, should be taught. I mean, high school. High school was ridiculous. Like I played sports. I played softball, and we screamed our asses off, like, every single game, every single play. We would do those annoying chants, like, <laughs> and I was pretty much the leader, but it was fun. You know, you're dumb, you're in high school, but college, that shit needs to stop. Like, grow the hell up and focus on the game. Yeah, man. Speaking of games, show-offs, and things that are kind of working on my nerves, the Sixers tonight currently trail 355 out there down by nine to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't get it. The Brooklyn Nets are terrible, but they always give the Sixers a hard time. And it's in Philadelphia where we've only lost once this year. So hopefully they can find their way back up to this, uh, about three and a half minutes left. 111, 102 Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Um, I have an announcement. Yes. First of all, thank you so, so much to Beatrice, Kimmel, and Ashley Dubs bringing us Kiyomi Holly tonight. She's fantastic, just like all the rest of your clients are. But there is an event Thursday night if you're in the New York area, which I'm so sad because we're close, but man, that would be a time crunch in traffic. But it is a hip-hop event that I would yes. love to say. Go ahead. Sell that because like, that that and, is an amazing looking. Yeah, like do you like hip hop or visual arts? Because you get both at this art show in NYC. You know who's going to be there? Do you have any idea? I know it. Oh, oh, I, okay. I know some of them. <laughs> I've seen some. Of them, yeah. Large professor, Melly Mel, one of my all-time favorites. Freaking cool Keith, and none other than. Mr. Ice Tea. Like, how insane. So if you're in the area, it's at one art space. Go check it out. It's for a great cause. And, yeah, I'm jealous I can't go. And I wonder how close 
they are to these hip-hop legends. I wonder if they would be willing to come on the O-Show, because I would love to talk to them. Cool Keith. Oh. Yeah, cool Keith, I see. Melly Mel. Like, what? Papermatic buzzers over eaters. All right. I said I wasn't going to rap. Told myself not going to rap. But yeah, like Ice T, Cool Keith, Helly Mel, like the same expo. That's awesome, man. That's like, that's like, the, for me at least. I mean, I know times have changed, people have changed, and, and there's different rap artists now. But that, to me, was like the core of rap. And I feel like, because I had older brothers and sisters, I got the best of all of their generations of great music and uh my sister you know growing up in the 90s my other sister growing up in the 80s so like all that great influence just rubbed off on me in the right way and uh man i am a fan that'd be super dope fantastic if we could get someone that would be super dope fantastic so to speak um but an amazing note, like the music you grew up with, you you usually grow up with your on your siblings' music, your brothers, sisters, what have you. And for me, um, again, very fortunate. It was uh, Kiss, it was Aerosmith, it was The Who, it was Led Zeppelin, and I was always playing in my brother's room. My brother always had that stuff playing, and I feel very fortunate because that's like some of the greatest music to me. And you wonder, like now like a new generation, like, oh, man, I remember my brother playing U2, or uh, I remember my brother or dad whatever playing Nirvana. Like, I wonder how that how that changes. Because I, you know, you always love the music you grew up with. Yeah. And, and your parents' music. I mean, I, I like my parents' music. And, you know, my oldest brother is pretty, you know, not too far behind. And I have four siblings, so I feel like I got the best of every generation I would feel like 70s 80s 90s well I grew up in the 90s but you know what I mean like good yeah. good hip-hop from the late 80s and 90s I feel would be that's also and I love I love like doo-wop and stuff like that like I like doo-wop to 60s I don't really like big bands but you know I think I'm well around it I like show tunes I like everything So we just have to teach our kids to like all the stuff we like, and we'll be okay. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with that. But you know, like, and I remember, you know, like going in. Like my brother would be at school, or he'd be at work, and I would sneak in, and you get the the album, and you put the album on, and you're loving their music, and then mm-hmm. they come home, and they're like, you know, "Stop touching my music!" And then they wrestle you, and they Put it on the ground, they sort of beating on it. Not it. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, you know, you get to love the music. You love what you grew up on. And Was there any music you got in trouble for having? Because I know there was a lot for me. Actually, not really. And it was funny because, um, like, even, like, the, quote, controversial acts, like The Doors uh, and bands like that, um, we would go... When we were kids, my father had a boat. We would go down to the boat on the weekend. My mother would stay home. Me and my dad, my brother would go down to the boat. And on the ride down, like, my brother said, do you mind if I play some of my music? And 
we listened like Morrison, and he would, you know, say some of his whacked out shit, and my dad would find it kind of funny. He would ask why why we're into the music. He would ask us about like the artist, and we would tell stories about like Jim Morrison and and the Who and and stuff like that, and why we liked that music. My dad was into that, you know, Sinatra, Louis Prima, stuff like that. So obviously, a guy like Jim Morrison was night and day. But he was always curious to learn and and know, and we would always talk about it. So there was really nothing that was off limits. That's cool. Because I got in a ton of trouble for, for my music selection. <laughs> uh, I got in so much trouble for listening to Big Pun. And then I remember getting into a lot of trouble. It was my birthday party. And we had a stupid Smash Mouth CD. And it had a parental advisory sticker. And I played one of the worst songs on it. I, yeah, I got it as a gift. I don't know. I liked... Oh, what's that song I liked? There's... I'll be walking on the sun. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That's why I got the CD. And I got in trouble for that. I got that CD confiscated. And then as I was early teens, I definitely got my M&M CDs taken off me and my posters taken off my walls and all of that. I mean, my parents hated M&M. And you know what was the worst part my mom went to I don't know if I told you this story my mom went to um, the Claridge down in in Atlantic City and it was right after 8 Mile came out and Eminem was there with his entourage I'm like and she told me about she's like oh yeah there was this there's this little rapper what's his name peanut Eminem's or something and uh yeah, he had all these guys around him and everything. He's a short little thing. My mom's like my height. He's a short little thing. Blah blah. blah. My mom. <laughs> like you, you were like floor level, face to face with Marshall Mathers, and you did nothing. But um, yeah, they always hated Eminem. Still do. Wow. That's not going to change. But forever yeah, my parents, my parents <laughs> just more or less didn't want me doing drugs, which you know, worked out good. <laughs> That was wrong concern. Then we were like, we weren't. I guess we weren't the kind of kids that were influenced by music. Not that like, I think that influenced by music thing is blown out of proportion. Like you take on a character created music you listen to. I don't, you know. That yeah. was me all the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, I dressed so hip hop in high school. Like I had the sideways hat and the shady hoodies and like the Tims, and then I had like. Rock Reggie, oh my, man, like full out Thug Joel, that was me. They used to call me Slim Tady. I was like that's the right. rapper. That was my that was my rapping days. So, uh, yeah, that maybe that's why because I was influenced by the music. Now so I just appreciate every music. I wasn't a yeah, nerd. Cool kid. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. They come ask you. Right, I agree. Those in the very diverse stylings of music. And as you can tell here, we like all kind of music. Again, reminders, Kendra Black on the 17th, Robert Cantor on the 26th. So more music in the year of the music here on the Yoshika. Yes. And our favorite guests, Glam Skanks, have come out with a new music song. And Cherishly yeah. came out with a new music song, so maybe we can have like a music song day, or I mean Christmas 
Music. <laughs> Christmas. Is that special? No. I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Christmas. Yeah, Glance Gang. New Christmas stuff. I love them. Tell what I said. I love the Glance Gang. You Did said music song. You <laughs> <laughs> said music song. I was just so excited for the Christmas song. You were. I know. Wow. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so, I'm reading here. Uh, Lizzie Hale. Hale is one of my favorites. She's a badass chick. She's voted 2018 Rock Artist of the Year. Wow. Congratulations to the lovely Lizzie Hale. She's badass. I love her. Yeah. I love her and Taylor Momsen. They, they friggin' rock. Well, Taylor Momsen, little Cindy Lou Who. Little Cindy Lou Who, who now is yummy yum yums. <laughs> she's hot. It's crazy. Why is it crazy? She's hot. Stop it. I guess I, I can say something like <laughs> yummy yum yums. <laughs> Yeah, it's all crazy. <laughs> oh, never mind. That was pretty angry. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one. Uh, a first for Sesame Street. A character who becomes homeless. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I guess the, you got to tackle all subjects. Uh, Sesame Street character becomes the first one to share experience homelessness. A character in Sesame Street is helping raise awareness about childhood homelessness. Lily, a seven-year-old bright pink Muppet, has appeared on the show since 2011. She's originally described as being food insecure before her family lacked the uh, consistent access to food. Turns out they're just poor, and she becomes homeless. Are you kidding me? So, I mean, where you live, Jeff, that is where Sesame Place is. The only one in the country, mind you. So what are they going to have, like a homelessness attraction to bring awareness? Like, what are children going to do about homelessness? Like, it's up to the parents to actually go through with it. Like, I, I totally, I am so for Sesame Street having an autistic character. I think that's so important to to show that and have yeah. that out. It's, I, that's amazing. Um, but seriously, what is this? going to like spark a conversation among preschoolers with I don't get it welcome to welcome to homeless homeless land kids please feel free to kick the can and cover yourself up with those newspapers and pee your own pants I mean isn't that Oscar essentially like he lives in a trash can <laughs> yeah more or less I mean he's homeless what the hell trash can. he's trash. having a bode god can you imagine what he is in real life? Basically, he's like a big rat. Ugh. He's like the Sesame Street gritty. Yes, he is. I want to touch on this story real quick. I, I almost forgot. I went back in my notes. I realized I got to talk about this story. Nico Tortorella. He's the actor who plays on Younger. And he's on that new show, Gender Fluid. Uh, came out and said that award shows should end the gender-based awards and just nominate Best Actors, Best Supporting Actors, etc. No actor, actress, uh, etc. Why? I'm for it. I'm for it. You know what? If everyone's going to just... 
blame something else, then then do it. And you know what? Not for nothing, but the trans community is here and it's a, a part of culture and society. Like, I, like, did they just do the male and female thing because that was more categories? I mean, it is a craft. And if you're the best at your craft, I feel like you should just be acknowledged for that. What do you think? I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I mean, there are... I guess I'm now old school because I realize there is two different genders, a male and a female. And I like being male, and I love to uh, admire the female, and I like the different opinions of male and female. I like that kind of stuff. I'm, I guess I'm old school now, which is unbelievable. And they keep it the same. I don't think make one category. Shit's changing. I mean, there's not even a Miss America anymore, essentially. Or, like, everything, first of all, everything is offensive to anyone anymore that has any kind of gender identity to it. Bathrooms, anything like that. So, I mean, we're moving on, we're progressing, we need to, like, make changes. It's probably going to be slow. So, all that I ask is, like, if just don't get too worked up or too mad at the process it takes, because it is going to be slow. And there's a lot of people to convince. And not everyone's as open-minded, especially in, like, Hollywood and Hollywood stereotypes. So, I mean, you can ask for it. It's just probably going to take a long time. Uh, all right. Can be a Same with sports, but sports is a whole different yeah, that's, thing that's, you're dealing with. That's still the physical attributes of the individual. So I agree with that. But uh, I guess we'll just all be the same person anymore. So be it. Everyone be nice to everyone. How about that? Okay. If only were that easy. Very... That's my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> that is your philosophy. Your philosophy in life. Let's give a very special thanks to tonight's guest, Kiyomi Holy. Once again, the new EP, Meet You There. It's on all kind of music outlets. So check it out today. Yes. Very special thanks to our listeners. Thank you for coming on. Thank you to Jewel Tatey for braving a rather difficult day and being with us. And a big F you to the people from our audio department. Unfortunately, it's us for not getting tonight's music lined up. <laughs> we will be back with you on Monday. Kendra Black will be with us. We will see you then. Very special public service announcement from Jeff Perini, reminding everybody out there, don't be a douche. And be nice to everyone, even the shitty people. That's right. Shitty people need love. Good night, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Yo Show. Bye-bye. Bye.